Welcome to Mom Talk, the talk show for mom. I'm Genevieve Kyle-Lefebvre and I will be your host today. We are talking today about gross motor skills in children 0 to 5 and I have with me Kate Hayes. Kate is a certified pediatric physiotherapist. So welcome Kate, welcome to Mom Talk. Thank you, it's nice to be here. Yeah, so uh, can you explain to us what are gross motor skills? Yeah, so gross motor skills is basically just a fancy term for um, any large muscle movement that we make. Um, and generally it's with multiple parts of our body. So when we think about it, um, some of the ones that come to mind are things like rolling, crawling, walking, and then other things like running, jumping, catching, and kicking. So anything where we're using kind of big muscles in our body and we're using different parts of our body all together, that's all a gross motor skill. And all of these skills, they kind of come together in a predictable sequence or pattern and they all happen at typical ages as we develop. Okay, so what are the gross motor skills milestones we have to look for in uh, children zero to five? Yeah, so that's a great question. So typically um, all of the really exciting stuff that we see happens kind of in that first year as parents. So typically there's four big ones that we're looking for. So those four are rolling, sitting, crawling, and walking. And rolling, we expect to see it somewhere around four months. And then the next big one that we see is our baby sitting up by themselves at around six months. Uh, the next one gets a little bit more interactive. This is when we start having to really baby-proof that home, and that's crawling. So crawling typically happens around eight to 10 months of age. And then by their first birthday, we normally start seeing kids walking, but that can happen anywhere between 12 to 15 months. Now there's a lot of variability with kids in terms of when these actually happen. So even though we say most kids are sitting up by six months, most kids are crawling by eight to 10 months, we know that that can kind of be buffered by one or two months on either side. So we've all seen that six month old who's ripping through the baby play group while there's a 10 month old who's sitting there starting to learn how to crawl and that's okay, that's normal. Each baby comes with their own personality and their own different experiences. And just like we as humans kind of have our own personality where some of us are really busy and go-getters and other, of us, other ones of us like to kind of just sit and slouch on the couch, our babies are the same way. So some of those babies who really love to move and really want to get going on things, they're a little bit earlier with their milestones. And some of those babies who love to snuggle a little bit closer to their parents and maybe they're not quite as sure, or they're just happy to sit still, they're a little bit later with their milestones and all of that is normal, okay? Mm -hmm. After that first year, once we've developed all of those skills, then we're starting to refine them. So we've gotten our strength, we've gotten our balance, and we've gotten enough to stand up and start moving. And now kind of between one and five years of age, the name of the game is really just to refine those skills. And that's when the fun stuff comes too. So around that second year, we've done our walking, we start getting faster. So as parents, we've got to start chasing. So at two, we're expecting to start seeing those kids not only walking, but running. And we're starting to see them walk upstairs. So crawling up the stairs kind of starts going away. We got longer legs, we're a little bit better at balance. So now we're going to walk up those stairs, okay? The other fun one that happens at two is jumping. So I'm sure you remember from your sons, you see them when they start kind of doing that bouncing and they're not really taking off from anywhere, but they're trying. They're trying. They're trying. Yes. So at two, they actually start jumping, okay? And it looks kind of just like a little bit of a hop off the ground, but nothing super exciting yet. 
fast forward to three, now we're getting even better at all those skills. So our balance is getting good enough that instead of going upstairs, doing one step with every foot, we can actually start alternating, assuming our kids are tall enough. Okay, when they get there, they'll get yes, there. I guess the height has something the to do with it. The height has something to do with it, for sure. <laughs> the jumping gets a little bit better too. We're not just jumping up, we're starting to jump forwards. And by three, a lot of kids' balance is good enough that they can actually stand on one foot for five seconds, okay? Other things that they start doing is they start developing some of their ball skills. So they can actually start catching a little bit of a ball or maybe kicking it to you. So we start getting out on that field and having some fun with things. Four and five, we're just doing similar skills, but we're getting better at them. So at four and five, we're starting to run and we're starting to climb up on things. We're starting to maybe introduce things like tricycles. And by five, we actually double how long we can stand on one foot and five-year-olds are standing on one foot for 10 seconds. And that's important because at five, you need to have good enough balance to be able to ride a tricycle or good enough balance to really kick a soccer ball further or start climbing over things, right? So all of those foundational skills that we build on, each one helps us to do a harder activity later. Awesome. So if we wanna help our children are achieving those milestones, what can we do? So the good news is, is that we don't have to do too much. That's one thing. <laughs> That's one thing. <laughs> That's, That's great news. <laughs> so for babies, what we need to do is just give them opportunity to move against gravity. That's how babies develop their muscles. So a lot of what we're seeing today with all the new toys and the new equipment really kind of has babies contained, right? So we've got kind of our different swings or different bouncy chairs or different little padded places where they can lie. And all of that is great because as parents, we need a break. We need to be able to go and hop in the shower. We need to be able to wash dishes. We need to be able to make dinner. I get it. I have two kids at home. I used those too. My kids are great. They are active, but we need to limit our time in them. That's all. So we want to make sure that we're giving our babies time on the floor, both on their back and on their tummy, because when they're in those positions, they're moving their legs, they're moving their arms, and they're doing it against gravity. And all those movements against gravity, that's their little baby gym. If we look at babies when they're in the swings, when they're in little kind of car seats, if you will, clicked into strollers, what's happening is if you look at them there versus on the floor, they're not moving very much because they're contained and they're stuck. So they miss out on that time to develop those muscles, okay? One of the biggest things that I'm sure every mom is going to hear is tummy time, tummy time. Tummy I was just going to say that. You're talking about tummy time. It's all about tummy time, which is great. But in the first two months, it's hard as a mom to find a time where they've been fed, they've been burped, and they haven't immediately fallen back asleep. So we start tummy time by just introducing stuff like doing tummy to tummy, or maybe even doing tummy time over our lap, or holding them in tummy time across your forearm. It doesn't have to be down on the floor. As they're getting older though, once they're kind of past that two month mark, and even before it a couple times a day, we wanna get them on the floor or on a safe surface where they can practice that tummy time, okay? Generally, the recommended guidelines for that are having them on their tummy about four times a day. But before I stress out any moms, I generally say if we can get them on the floor on their tummies twice a day, and then maybe tummy to tummy or in our lap or on our arms a couple other times a day, that's great. Pat yourself on the back, we're doing well. Okay. The important part of that and why everybody keeps kind of harping on tummy time is because when we're in that position, what babies are doing is they're pushing on the ground with their arms. So they're building all of their shoulder muscles. They're lifting their head up. They're building all of their neck muscles. They're actually starting to develop their gaze by looking around. They're actually working on their vision 
in tummy time, okay? When they're in that position and they start pushing up, now what they're doing is they're working all of the muscles that they're gonna need later on for crawling, okay? So again, all of these milestones, they're all helping for the next movement to be able to be achievable, right? So when babies are lying in that position, they're working all the muscles that they're then gonna need to do things like sitting up on their own and standing and walking on their own. When they're lying on their back, we don't want them just on their tummy all the time. When they're lying on their back, they're also lifting their legs up, lifting their arms up, and they're starting to work all of their muscles in that position too. So we kind of need an even balance between both of them. Fast forward now, so we've gotten out of that phase, we're done tummy, they're not sitting still anymore and they're moving everywhere. Okay. Okay, so mm -hmm. now we've baby-proofed the house, we're having to reheat our coffee five times because they're too busy. <laughs> Now what we wanna do is we wanna just create a really nice safe play zone for them. So we wanna have some toys scattered around a room where we create what we say is a yes space. So we don't have to say, no, don't touch that. No, don't go over there. No, get off that. It's yes. Yeah, sure, go nuts. You can crawl on that. You can climb on that. Yes, you could have that bin. So we create somewhere where they can explore their environment in different heights and levels. So once they're crawling, the next stage is to get them up. So we can toss a couple sofa cushions on the ground for them to climb over. We can put some toys up on the couch for them to see if they can crawl up and climb up on, right? And we're not leaving them and walking away. We're still gonna be there for a safe environment. Yes, but if we give them things to climb up on, we wanna make sure that we're there supporting them, but we also wanna make sure that it's a safe area where we can step back and let them try out things on their own. So that's kind of for the baby phase, okay? Fast forward again, now we've got that busy toddler and they're running all over the place. Now, we just wanna get them outside playing. We want them to be active. We wanna limit their screen time, whether that's our phones, the computer, TV. We don't want them on screens a lot. We wanna give them lots of outside and indoor active play. So we wanna try and get them outdoors for at least an hour a day. And I think that uh, the Canadian government guideline for kind of our toddlers is to give them at least an hour of physical activity. And in terms of what is physical activity, what does that mean, what do we do? We just want them doing something where they're kind of out of breath. And you know from toddlers, give them space, they'll be out of breath. They're gonna run, they're gonna jump, they're gonna climb. We just need to give them the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to be the next all-star soccer player or basketball player. We don't need to be a Michael Jordan. We just need to give them a ball and say, hey, how high can you throw this? How far can we throw this? Let's kick it really hard. Let's kick it really soft and just give them those opportunities to explore those things with their bodies. Mm -hmm. I also yeah. like when you said we have to kind of limit the, I, the iPad, the mm -hmm. technology, because I think the um, Pediatric Association is recommending no technology, zero to two, right? Yeah, that's correct. At all. Yeah. So, and I think we're all guilty to, I mean, I did, I tried not to, but it's hard actually yeah. to, to, to do zero technology, to not offer technology to your child until two. Yeah. But when you're basically plugging them in, in front of your iPad, you are not out there making them run, making them kick the ball or jumping and they're at home and they're watching their little iPads, right? Yeah, for sure. And even in those opportunities, I have a lot of families that come in and say, you know what, we don't have time to get to playgrounds. 
I work until it's late, it's dark, it's rainy outside all the time. I don't have that and that's okay. We don't need to necessarily get to the playground every day. Even being in the house without that screen time and just having opportunity to have different toys in the house, kids will be walking back and forth kind of between different activities and that's okay too. Getting them out on the driveway, get them out on the laneway, get them out in the backyard if you have it. If you don't have a backyard, create an obstacle course with chalk on your driveway. There's lots of ways that we can get that physical activity to help our kids to develop, right? Um, in terms of programs, I get asked a lot too, like what about different sports programs? What should I put them in when they're one to five? My answer to that is always, well, if they're interested in something, go try it. But really in our one to five population, we're just trying to get a foundation of all those skills. So I love gymnastics programs for that because really it's teaching them about how their body is for whole body coordination. It's teaching them about balance and it's strengthening all their body after five put them in as many sports as they want to play. Let them try everything, kind of anywhere between seven to 10 to see what sticks and what they like, then get into it a little bit more. The other thing too for kids is let them take risks, right? So we need them to learn their limits. So I know it's a big thing that's kind of come up in the past few years that I've been seeing that I love is, is saying, you know what, we've kind of lost that free play. Like let kids climb up on a log, let them learn what their limit is. Again, we're not letting them climb something that's two stories. We wanna support them with it, but we wanna let them have that opportunity to jump off something high within reason so that they learn what they can and cannot do. Because our kids inherently are then gonna learn what's safe and what's not safe. Having wrestling time with parents at home helps kids not only to figure out their body awareness and what they're capable of, but it gives them feedback again on what's safe play so they can understand what is safe for other people and what's not. And cycling back to all of this with, with our talk on kind of when do we reach these motor milestones and, and you know how do we help them with it? If we've done all of this and, and we're not seeing those things come, I get a lot of questions of well, when do we worry? My answer to that is if you're not seeing those spontaneous milestones being hit and we've given it a two month window, so let's say, you know, rewind to babies. If our child is seven months and they're not sitting yet, well, that's okay, we said six months. So let's give it a few more weeks. If they're still nowhere near sitting, right, that, then it's time for a little bit of concern. Or if there's another milestone and it's been two months since we think we're gonna hit it, that's when we start worrying a little bit. The other thing for babies that we worry a little bit about is babies inherently should be busy. Their arms are always moving, their legs are always moving, they're always wiggling somewhere. They don't have to be moving to a point A to point B, but they're generally moving something. So if our babies are very still or a little bit lethargic, that's again another little bit of cause concern, okay? Getting older, if our kids tend to be a little bit more cautious, that's okay, maybe we just have a cautious kid. But if our kids shy away from, let's say, ever going on the playground, they don't wanna go near it, or they don't wanna to touch a ball, or they don't wanna do anything to do with physical activity, then again, that might be a flag. Any sort of regression as well as a flag. So any okay. skills that we used to have that suddenly we can't do anymore, that's not normal. And things like wanting to be picked up more often, uh, limping, or anything where we're just suddenly not wanting to do what we used to do, mm -hmm. those are all reasons that we might be concerned. And if we do get concerned, then I always recommend to parents, you know what, we wanna phone our family doctor, we wanna touch base with them and rule out that there's no concern there medically that we need addressed, okay? And at the same time, if you're having concerns about the development of your child, you can reach out and touch base with a pediatric physio, physiotherapist. So 
any physiotherapist across Canada who specializes in the development of children can be seen by any um, child without the need for a doctor's referral. So you don't have to go into the doctors to be seen by the physio. You can reach out, get medically cleared, and you can also go into the physio and be seen by them at the same time to help figure out what's going on with your child, why are they having difficulties with these milestones, and how can we help to make them stronger and better. Well, thank you so much, Kate. You're Kate, welcome. where can we find you if we want to have more information or we want to go see you? Yeah, I work at Playworks Physio, which is a pediatric-specific clinic in Port Moody. So it's actually in Newport Village. You can look us up at playworksphysio.com or you can take a look at our Instagram account or Facebook, which is at Playworks Physio, um, and you can take a look at us there. I know you guys both always all kind of very interesting thing. I follow you guys. So <laughs> Thanks. That's thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, to contact us or to view all our available episodes, please visit mom-talk.ca. Of course, we are on YouTube under MomTalk and under Tri-Cities Community Television. If you're an expert, contact us. We want to hear from you. MomTalk would like to thank you, our generous sponsors, Tri-Cities Community Television, TELUS Optic TV, and our community sponsors, La Société Francophone de Maillardville. If uh, you know a mom that would benefit from listening to this um, episode with Kate, please uh, send her this episode. We want to help one another. Always remember, it's important to laugh, keep learning, cherish your village, and be through your, to yourself. Uh, I'm Genevieve Kalefeve. Thank you for joining us. Visit us at mom-talk.ca to access our podcast library and stay up to date with our latest content. Follow us on social media for more tips, hacks, and inspiration. Thank you for joining us on this exciting journey of motherhood. <laughs>